Hey church, uh, going to be in Jeremiah 36 today uh, as we talk about uh, the wrath of God that we deserve and our need to listen to the word of God and to preach it. Uh, as Jeremiah continues to minister uh, to the people of Judah in the face of their sin, in the face of their idolatry, in the face of their open rebellion against God and refusal to surrender their lives to him, Jeremiah just continues to preach the word. And we see here what he does is he gets, he calls Baruch to him. And Baruch is like his scribe. He writes down the messages that Jeremiah wants to deliver and he takes them to the people. And so he gathers Baruch to him and he sends Baruch with a message to the king about is a message of warning and is calling for repentance. He says in verse three, it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the disaster that I intend to do to them so that everyone may turn from his evil way and that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. God desires for his people to turn from their sin, to turn from their iniquity, to turn from their wickedness. And if they do that, then he will forgive them uh, and he will uh, rescue them from the disaster that they deserve. And here's, here's the, the point that was so sharp to me is that there is disaster stored up for the enemies of God. Listen to what it says in verse 7. It says, It may be that their plea for mercy will come before the Lord and that everyone will turn from his evil way. For great is the anger and wrath that the Lord has pronounced against this people. It's just a window into the reality that the wrath and the anger of God are real that he is a perfect judge who does not ignore sin. And in their sin, God is storing up wrath against them. And it's real and it's coming. And what we see happen to Jerusalem as Babylon besieges it and takes everything from them is just a picture of that. And here's, here's what I've just struck with. God's wrath toward the sin in our culture is real. God's wrath. If, if we have not turned from our sin, been broken over our sin, confessed our sin, and turned from our sin, openly confessed our sinfulness, and turned from our sin and clung to Christ, then we are under the wrath of God. That's what it says in Ephesians chapter 2. We are dead in our sins. We are by nature children of wrath. It says in Romans chapter 1 that the wrath of God is being revealed, and that all he's handing he's handing idolaters over to their sin. And he says, in their sin, they deserve to be punished for their sin. And one day, Jesus, all who do not repent of their sins and turn to him, they will be judged by him, is what it says in Romans chapter 2. So get this, there is a wrath of God against sin. But this is what happens. Jeremiah takes this message to the king, and the king, when he receives it, says Baruch goes to the king, and he reads this message to the king to turn, to repent, or you're going to face the wrath of God. 
And there was this guy named Jehudi who was reading the, the scroll. And it says, as Jehudi read three or four columns, the king would cut them off with a knife and throw them into the fire in the fire pot until the entire scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the fire pot. Yet neither the king nor any of the servants who heard all these words was afraid, nor did they tear their garments. There's no repentance. There's no belief. There's this message. God is wrathful towards you. Your sin is that serious. And the king, as he heard it, cut off the word and threw it in the fire. And I just wonder if we might be neglecting the word of God for us. Do we really believe that our sin is this serious? Do we really believe that we are this wicked, that the wrath of God is burning against our sin? If we are continuing in our sin without being broken over the seriousness of our sin and confessing our sinfulness and turning from that sin, no matter what the cost, to God, and we don't realize the seriousness of our sin. There is a wrath being stored up for our sin. There is a rescue that has been provided. Jesus has come. And when we see Jesus, this is what happens in the New Testament. The wrath of God doesn't go away in the New Testament. It's taken care of in Jesus for those who believe in him. But it's the same God. And when we see Jesus, I'm reading right now in the Sermon on the Mount, and you see Jesus and what he's doing in the Sermon on the Mount by preaching this kingdom life. Is showing us what real righteousness looks like. And as we see real righteousness in the kingdom of God preached in Jesus, we realize just how wicked our hearts are. I realize how wicked my heart is. And I realize that even though, um, you know, I'm a pretty good person and I do some good things and I, I try to help those when I can and I try not to do bad things, like inwardly in my heart, I am a really bad person on my own. In my sin nature, I am not a good person. I am a bad person, and I deserve the wrath of God, and I desperately need to be saved. I don't need to be improved. I don't need just to be taught. I don't need just an example to follow. I need to be saved. I need a Savior, and that's who Jesus is. Jesus has come not to help us. Jesus has come to save us, and on the cross, he takes all of the wrath that we deserve. Every one of us deserves this wrath. Because every one of us is wicked. And Jesus takes the wrath that we deserved. And then he's calling us not, again, to come and be better people. He's calling us to come and just cling to him in faith so that he can completely change who we are. So that he can give us a new heart and a new mind. So that we can be resurrected with the same power that raised him from the dead to make us new people. We need to be totally transformed. The Bible calls this repentance and faith. Clinging to Jesus in repentance and faith. Have we done that? Have you done that? Is your relationship with Jesus a relationship where you've seen how desperate you are in your sin under the wrath of God, but you've given your life to him? Does our culture see this? I would say no. No. They do not see the danger that they're in. I read a thing today. Somebody was mad um, because somebody dared to say that that 10% of Americans were not very good people. And they were mad because they said that most Americans are pretty good people. No, we're not. 100% of Americans are terrible people. We are sinners against God. We are under his wrath. And we don't need to be helped out. We need to be forgiven. And we need to be saved. We need a Savior to die for our sins. 
need a Savior to transform our hearts. So, um, man, I, I just hope that you've heard the message of Jesus and you've repented of your sins and given your life. And here's the good news. All who do, all who do, all who turn from it, confess their sin and turn from it and cling to Jesus as their only hope, not their own righteousness, but Jesus's righteousness, not their own wisdom, but Jesus's wisdom. All who cling to him and unite themselves to him are forgiven. They receive this mercy that God's talking about through Jeremiah. They receive the mercy and the forgiveness of God. And they don't face his wrath because Jesus died for our wrath, for God's wrath toward us. We receive mercy and grace and love and forgiveness. And if you've done that today, that's where you are. You're not under his wrath. If you've turned to Jesus, then you're not under his wrath. You're under his mercy. Let's pray that we hear that and that our community hears that and that we see more and more people turn to Christ. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would take the message of Jesus, that we would take it seriously that we would take your wrath against our sins seriously and we would repent of it. God, that we would stop trying to justify ourselves. God, that we would stop trying to say that we're pretty good people. But God, we would admit that we are sinners that do not seek you in our sin nature and that we need to be forgiven and we need to be transformed. God, thank you for Jesus who takes away our sin, who changes our life, who makes us alive, who gives us a new heart. God, please continue to do that work in us. Help us to take your word seriously, not just in receiving it, but in the way that we give it out. God, as your church, as we see this culture dying in their sin, under your wrath, that we would realize that they are one heartbeat away from hell. They are one heartbeat away. They're not good people, God, because no one is good. No, not one. God, they're not good people. They need the message of Jesus. And God, make us serious about taking that message to them. In Jesus' name, amen.